Since the beginning of radio, it has been talked about. What is your favorite kind of Campbell's soup? What is your favorite kind Vegetable. of Campbell's soup? Vegetable. All right. And into early television. Boy, am I hungry. What kind of soup is that? Make way for the great American soup. Can you give me that again? It has been mentioned on the Andy Griffith Show from 1965. Soup, 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 soup. The soup's cold. It's right out of the can. There's the top of the can. And who could forget the soup Nazi? No soup for you. No soup for you. And now we're talking about it. Some people may say it's just a line. But it's really <laughs> soup. <laughs> Welcome to the Hazelnuts. This show, number 11, we will talk about soups and stews. The burning question is... Would you like to join me in my vat of soup? <laughs> <laughs> As usual, all this and much, much more coming up next. What's cooking? We would love to know. Leave us voicemail at 206-350-8763. Email us hazelnuts at acbradio.org. On Twitter at acbhazelnuts. You said that Bill is listening. Bill Sparks. Bill Sparks. Mm-hmm. Hey, and, Bill. And his wife. We've never spoken, but hello. And his <laughs> wife, Jennifer. Jennifer, yay. They're, they're so nice. Every day, or not every day, God, I would never be able to put up this, uh, that, that much material. <laughs> <laughs> every day? <laughs> every week they listen. So <laughs> it's so cool to hear uh, about people that I, I really know. know listening to this. Whatever it is that we're doing. <laughs> this soup. <laughs> it's quite a soup we've been giving you. It yes, sure, indeed. It sure has. Some people may say it's just a line. <laughs> but it's really soup. <laughs> well, here we are on show number 11. Can you 11. believe it? 11. Well, hi, everyone. Hi. Hiya. Hiya, hiya, hiya. I hope you're going to enjoy today's show because it's all about soup. And stew. I know that it probably sounds... Like I'm just saying this, and I'm really not. Stew was made today. And stew? Stew. Oh, stew. stew. I was thinking of stoop and sue. <laughs> stupid, stupid sue. Stupid sue. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. No, we're re- doing our recording on Thursday the 24th, I believe, isn't it? Yeah. The 24th? Yeah. Wow. Winter, fall is always time for soups or stews around the Midwest here, at least. What about down there? I eat soup year-round. I don't care what anybody says. I love soup. I love soup on certain, you know, nights or lunch. I love soup and salad. I love to go into restaurants and, you know, I might have soup and quiche or soup and salad or soup and half a sandwich. Oh, I love, yeah, soup and a half a sandwich. Mmm, yum, yum, yum. No, I just heard an article today on, where are I here? The doctors, I think. I believe it this morning. They say, the doctors, <laughs> say that if you eat soup before your supper, dinner, whatever, you eat 27, I don't know where they come up with these figures, but you eat 27% less than you would if you wouldn't have eaten soup. And I love soup. And then they also say if you drink uh, Eight ounce glass of vegetable juice, vegetable juice, and uh, you know, the, the, yeah, that's even less <laughs> that you eat. 
That's so, probably true yes. because we're getting a lot of nutrients in soup or vegetable or vegetable juice. Yeah, vegetable, <laughs> vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting nourished and we're taking in less volume or density, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's really true. That makes sense. I don't, as a rule, order soup in restaurants and I don't really have an answer for that, um, but... When I do eat soups in restaurants, I just really like it a lot because a lot of restaurants make good soups. Now, I'm going to start off by saying that soups that I've had in restaurants are, I'm sure, not the best for you. Oh, yeah. Um, well, and I don't like, I mean, you know, uh, I don't like all restaurant soups, you know. Uh, oh, like, I don't either. I mean, our grocery store sells uh, soups already made up in a in a like a vat or a warming kind uh, of vat. <laughs> this isn't Halloween yet. Is that what I'm discussing vats? I don't know what they are. Some kind of containers where it's kept hot. Good evening. Would you like to join me in my vat of soup? <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes half the audience. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, my witchery came out. Woo-woo, wacky witch hazel. What can I tell you? Um, but they've got, they usually have three or four soups hot every day. I mean, they're not canned or anything. They're, well, they could be canned. They could be their huge canned variety sent out to the stores. But they've got cups on the side and lids and different sizes of cups. And some of them I like better than others, but they're not great. I mean, it's it's great when I know I want soup and that's there, but I've had better cream of broccoli. I've had mm -hmm. better tomato basil and potato bacon, you know. Oh, here and we I've go made, again. <laughs> what was that? Potato bacon. bacon. Oh, here we go oh, again. Here we go with the bacon. and The soups that I really enjoy, I don't know, they probably aren't the best for me, but one of my favorite soups in a restaurant has been beer cheese have you ever had beer cheese oh, soup yeah, oh yeah 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 i've had beer gosh. cheese i've also had welch rarebit which is not a soup but my mother used to call it welch rabbit and that's like a really thick kind of cheese and it can have beer in it have you ever had that no, i have not had welch, oh, welch rabbit rarebit can't even, can't even say it <laughs> <laughs> welch, welch rarebit no i've never had welch it rarebit. yeah you can dip uh toast and bacon <laughs> we go again with mm. bacon um but what i was thinking of i love thick soups i love mm -hmm. creamy soups mm -hmm. i love good broths yeah. too and there are times when i like either in particular but i wanted to say just a little bit about that there are lots of recipes out there that you can use canned soups or you know packaged soups and you can make various dishes with them and some of them are pretty good mm -hmm. um so you know if if you're looking for some easy ways to get started with cooking those are some easy things to do i mean how many recipes are there for cream of mushroom soup and you know um onion soup and oh french onion soup mm. oh Yes. Do you like to buy it if you buy it? Do you like it in the can or the box? I prefer it in, oh, well, see, uh, we're talking a whole bunch of different 
uh, items here because I love to cook with French onion soup yes. from from the box. Yeah, me too. Because you can. Uh, I know this is a little bit outside of what we're talking about. One of the seasonings I use is French onion soup out of a box on a roast beef. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I've used it making loaf of bread, making a loaf of rye bread. Oh, neat. Wow. English muffin bread, throw onion soup in it. Oh, mm. Mm, that sounds great. It is. Now, you can Google up, and I'm speaking to the audience because I know you've done this, but you can Google up Campbell's or whatever yeah. your favorite brand is, it cooking with, you know, whatever, and it'll give you all kinds of recipes for it that you can add, like bean with bacon or whatever, <laughs> bacon. <laughs> <laughs> And some of them have Braille cookbooks. I used to have mm -hmm. a couple of Campbell's soup cookbooks. I used to make beef stroganoff from one of those uh, cookbooks. And mm -hmm. all kinds of casseroles, tuna mm -hmm. casserole, all sorts of things using canned soups. There is even, which Randy and I talked about off the air one day, there's a tomato soup cake yes, that you is. can make. Oh, and uh, <laughs> it's like um, it's a spice cake. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. And that's just so good. Mm. Oh, it's it's amazing. And you can add, um, oh, you can add, make a dip. I knew somebody who used to make a shrimp dip using, I guess, a cream of shrimp soup. Well, and she would add. That almost tripped you up shrimp. there, didn't it? <laughs> well, because some she could have used mushroom soup and then added yeah. frozen shrimp to it or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I get hung up on those words myself when I say them there's so because there's so many various types of soup things to talk about that kind of your mind sort of like locks onto one thing and then goes to another so if you're talking about talking about see there I just did a, talking about <laughs> <laughs> shrimp soup or whatever shrimp soup and if you go to places like Sam's or Costco mm -hmm. They have ready-made soups in containers, larger containers, or mm -hmm. packs of larger containers. And some of them are absolutely delicious. Some of them have like a, um, a bisque with crab or shrimp in it and all sorts of different ones that you can get a hold of, depending on what each store has. But, I mean, there really are a lot of nice things out there already made up. Now, a bisque is a thicker... Creamy, very thick, creamy soup. soup. That's what bisques are. Yeah, yes. tomato bisque, lobster bisque. Which I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not a. Bisque. Yep. Um, You're not a what? Not a lobster fan. No. No. Oh, no. I'll eat yours. Hey, everybody, <laughs> eat Randy's lobster soup. Lobster bisque. Lobster so bisque. Yeah. When do you like? When do you tend to like a thinner soup versus a thicker soup? Any any uh, idea if you were to. If sort of I, this is weird. If if I really am feeling kind of cold, I tend to like a thinner soup. Um, cold as in if I'm uh, if, like fall when fall comes on, mm -hmm. I kind of like a a thinner type soup. Um, I mean, I'll eat stew year round. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But um, I like I love um, egg drop soup, and that's a thinner soup. You know. That's interesting. You don't like eggs, but I don't like egg drop. Isn't that weird? That's just strange. But if I'm getting a cold mm -hmm. or feeling kind of under the weather mm -hmm. like that, I want a thinner broth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, just give me broth, 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 mm -hmm. broth. Wonton soup. Chicken Love soup. Love wonton soup. Me too. There's mm. a Chinese restaurant nearby where I am. They make some of the best 
wonton soup. Now, wonton soup is a thinner soup, and it has uh, <laughs> wontons in it. How do you like, <laughs> boy? How do you like that? And they're stuffed with they're stuffed with meat sometimes. Yeah, pork usually. Pork, yeah, and spices and, and hey, it's so kind of like a noodle. Yeah, uh, wrapped up with the meat in it, but. Oh, I make great chicken or turkey soup from scratch. Mm-hmm, me too. And I personally, there are stoop sa- uh, stoop. There are <laughs> oh man, there are stoop starters you can get. There are soup starters you can get that. Well, they have them in bags that are just your spices with some bouillon and things like that. Bouillon is like a powdered. I guess I would call it almost like, well, powdered seasonings, powdered, it's not gravy, but powdered seasonings. Well, yeah, um, QVC has these things as well, and they come in jars, and they are a powder, and you get them in ham, chicken, pork, beef, um, not all in one jar, but all separate little jars. Mm-hmm. They also make, mm-hmm. <laughs> sound like an, like an edit there. <laughs> Your phone vibrated. Uh, yeah, because the Westminster chimes do ah, thing. Like they make uh, gravies and stuff that you can oh, add. Oh, okay. And they are made from actual, the real, honest-to-goodness stock. Oh, nice. From their chickens and stuff, but they're so expensive, I don't buy them. Well, you know, there's bullion, and you can get bullion in crystals, or powdered, rather, kind mm-hmm. of. And you can get it in cubes, large and small. Mm-hmm. And then... Another really nice product is better than bullion. Um, oh, and it, tell us it about hung, that. Well, it, it really has a nice flavor. It's, um, you have to keep it refrigerated once you open it. It's like a paste. I don't know what it's actually made of. Probably glue and some flavorings. No, not really. <laughs> um, but it comes in turkey, chicken, and ham. And... I like to use it in a lot of soups. If I can, you know, when I get a hold of it, I like to use it rather than bouillon. If I can, particularly with chicken and turkey, if I can get enough of the meat flavor, I would rather not add much bouillon, if any, at all. I would rather taste the real broth. Mm -hmm. But those starters and using that bouillon are certainly good things to add when when you want added flavor. If you don't get enough from the meat and the you know the meat on the bones, if you use if you use it that way, um, or even with beans, various kinds of bean soup, or um, pea soup, as we had talked about, I think one other time, oh, I like man. to add mm. bouillon to that mm-hmm. um, to give it some play- flavor. And I even if it's ham going in a pea soup, I will add I will add bouillon to that. Um, gives it more flavor i certainly don't want it to taste like pea soup you know <laughs> Even oh. <though> it- <laughs> yeah well, one of the favorite things that i like to do well first of all guys if you cook up a chicken like uh in a rotisserie or even in, in your oven there's so many ways of cooking it up either, either on your grill or whatever mm-hmm. um when you pull the chicken or turkey off the bones this is even out of your smoker too so you take everything off the bones and then you can Turn that whole carcass, um, yes. in, even even the gristle or anything. I, mm-hmm. I don't like skin, per se, um, so I try not to really use that. But whatever you're going to do, save them and then boil them up the next day because you don't want to leave them too long. Cool them down and then skim off the fat. 
and you got great soup stock. Yeah, and I will often throw the skin and the bones and some of the meat in and boil it Mm -hmm. with spices, with celery, onion, garlic, Mm -hmm. uh, the bouillon. I like to add rosemary Mm -hmm. to chicken and turkey soup. I had that in a French restaurant one day, and I said, oh, man, is that good. Mm -hmm. And then when it's it's cooked for a while and you know it's usually done in in an hour but if i like if i want to cook it longer um it's you know i let it cook a while and then it really falls off the bone i let it cool and then i i go through and i throw away the skin i throw away the bones you know mm-hmm. and take any meat off the bones and then if the next day if it feels like it's so thick that it's hardly, you know, there's hard, it's hardly watery, then I know I've got a really good, a good soup that is going to have some flavor. You know, it's, it's really, and then I can add a little water to it to cook it, but usually in heating it up, it will get watery. Mm. Oh, is that good? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, Mm. it really is. And it's kind of the same thing with a ham and pea soup. I, uh, when I start that off, well, let's say I have a Thanksgiving or a Christmas ham or something, I always save some back on the bone, and then I boil up the bone with my ham, on, with a lot of the ham on it. It takes about an hour and a half, and then it just falls apart, and uh, you want to make sure you get all the bones out of there, and you got some really good stock there, too. Mm. Great pea soup stock. There's a difference between pea soup and bean soup, of course. Different flavors of uh, beans and peas. One of the soups that I'd mentioned before was a senate bean soup, which is really good with without or with ham or without. I think people um, mostly put ham in, but you certainly don't have to if you're a vegetarian. Yeah, I've done it. I mean, my like lentil soup, I learned it from a vegetarian, mm-hmm. so I don't typically use meat in that. Mm-hmm. I use cumin and basil and garlic and onion and um and then i do add uh, grated cheddar on top so there is still some protein being added but um but when i do black beans or or other kinds of soups you know then i definitely uh i still add meat to them and one of the things i like to do um with some of the bean soups i don't do it with green peas but I do it with black beans, and I don't do it with lentils. But navy beans or black beans, I like to puree half of it and then leave some of it without being pureed. I do that with a lot of the soups that are that used to be cream-based, and I started doing that in the 80s. Um, I've taken a stick blender... Oh, yeah. And for those of you who don't know what a stick blender is, um, they're also called immersion blenders. Mm -hmm. And they look, uh, well, they have a motor on top, and they're long. They're kind of, they can be long. And now they are kind of more ergonomically correct, and they're kind of uh, shaped more for your hand. But basically, they just have um, a set of beaters on the end, and they're long. Um, so they can get down into your pan or pot. You turn it on, it's electrically operated, and you can do just as Debbie said, just puree, uh, take out, well, you can take out, mm, I don't know, three quarters of it and just leave the quarter of it in 
and this can be you know for more of your cream type soups and you blend that up so it fools you into thinking that it's cream because everything is uh it's it's <laughs> it's emulsified i guess is the word it's all creamy yeah yeah well um, you know i used to um i used to love the potato soup that i would get at this one health foods res- restaurant i used to go to when i was in graduate school and so they told me how to make it and it's so simple um if you boil potatoes in water with, um, you can add a leek or two if you want. And okay, you can leek. Decide. Leek is a wide, um, like a green onion, long. Green onions, the long ones are usually called scallions, but these are the thick ones, really thicker than the average scallions. Oh, that they're you would huge. Cut up. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't mm-hmm. cut. You wouldn't make a sandwich so out of them. Salad. Right, no. But if you cook that with your potatoes and in some salty water and enough water to cover all of that and you simmer it and you cook it till it's tender and then um, put all of that into your blender or use your immersion blender on that. And usually, like, if you make mashed potatoes, you're going to drain them. But with this, you don't drain anything off. You just mash it all up with that water, and oh man, you add some butter and milk and chives, and you have got a wonderful hot potato soup. I'm going in. <laughs> I'm going in. Oh, man, is that good? Mm. And you can just make sure that you have enough water to cover everything, but you don't want too much where you will lose your flavor. You you can add too much water, and then you're kind of done. Uh, then you have yeah. to. Then you have to. Well, if you if you have a, a way too much, then you really have to cook it down. Yeah, cook it down, or cook some other things and add to it. Yeah, make more. <laughs> we have been cooking soups, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for more years than we care to count. <laughs> and I really sometimes have messed up a couple of them. Oh, me too. And, and they don't all taste the same. And they're not. That's they're the not weirdest fun. thing. Yeah. That is so weird. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, I liked that other batch, and I didn't like this batch. How did I do it? Yeah. If you're going to make a split pea soup, uh, a word of warning, don't think that you can add so many packages of peas that the more the better, because it will turn your soup into mud. Oh, yeah. I mean, I use two. Mm-hmm. And then I, I use, but that's cooking it in a really large pot, like either... Oh, a five or a six quart something, you know, a mm-hmm. Dutch oven or a crock pot or a Nesco. Or, and also, I would say don't cook that too high because it's going to be on the sides and you're going to want to stir it or it'll start burning on the sides. Mm-hmm. That that stuff really cooks down. And it's, I mean, I after it's cooled down and been in the refrigerator, it's like the spoon will stand up in it. It's so thick. Oh, yeah. But, so, oh, is it good? Oh, it really is. When should we use a Dutch oven? When should we use a crock pot? Oh, right. If you're going to make a soup, um, all that's really different between the two is time when you're cooking in a Dutch oven or crock pot. You can actually you can kind of convert that time. You can cook as low as you want on a stove and use a Dutch oven for long cooking periods of time. Yeah, I think a difference also is that with the crock pot, it's a wraparound heat. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the stove... 
it's more like from the bottom, mm-hmm. and so you're going to want to. You might have to stir it even more often. Oh yeah, with the stove than you will from the crock pot. And you lose more heat of the crock pot, so you don't want to constantly stir it either. Mm-mm. So you got to be yeah. careful on on how you're doing that. But if you're cooking soups on a stove, be sure to simmer it and always watch it. I mean, there, yeah, and stir it. Yeah, and there is an excellent recipe for a crock pot vegetable soup i haven't made it in a while but oh my Mm. goodness Mm. um i've used stew beef and short ribs Mm. for that or any kind of just i don't know any kind of that's typically what i would use but you could choose whatever kind of beef you want and then i don't know the exact proportions but it calls for canned tomatoes it calls for some bouillon cubes it says peppercorns, but I've always just ground black pepper right into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it calls for, did I say tomatoes and salt? You did. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to remember what else. That may be about it. But then, uh, in, and it cooks for 24 hours. Wow. And in the last couple of hours... You take a, a package of mixed frozen vegetables. Oh, I think um, typically uh, before I would get it to cooking, I would often go to the produce section in the grocery store or the meat section, and they they would sell uh, soup mix, not meaning the starter packets, but it would have some herbs and vegetables and some meat sometimes. And uh, so I would add carrots and onions and potatoes raw and let them cook with all of that mixture. And then the last two hours, add those in mixed vegetables. That's one of the only times I like those typical mixed vegetable mm-hmm. blends. I usually don't like those unless they're like the Oriental blends or some of those. But those typical mixed vegetables I love in that soup or some other kinds of soup or, or casseroles. Oh, my God. And people say that that broth is so dark. Oh, man, is that a good soup. It is delicious. Anytime you make a soup from short ribs, it just turns out so good. There's something about short ribs that are Mm. just to die for. When I make that soup, I love to make it and have some cornbread, good cornbread on Mm. the side. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. We are very happy to bring you this announcement. The Hazelnut Podcast is now Apple Approved. Sounds like the same sound effect we use in Soundbite, doesn't it? What does Apple Approved mean? Well, it means that you now can point your favorite aggregator to search for Cooking with the Hazelnuts. Into the search box, just type in Cooking with the Hazelnuts, and we're right there for you to subscribe. Oh boy, we're cooking and we're nutty and we're just having a great time. And if you don't want to miss Cooking with the Hazelnuts, please subscribe. And thank you. Now, I used to make a dish, and I haven't made it for many years, and I don't know why. It's just probably because it's it takes so long to make. Is, is a dish called pickled... Uh, okay, I, I don't want to... Uh, pickle, not pickled, but pickle beef. Dill pickle beef. Mm, I love dill. Yeah, I do too, and that's exactly what's in it, is mm. beef and dill and dill pickles, mm. and you, mm. wouldn't, you wouldn't think. But it, it is a dish come, that comes from Poland... 
And uh, I'm sure it's out there on the net somewhere uh, because when I cooked it, um, it was not. It was uh, uh, well, there were <laughs> there weren't any computers in those days, really. <laughs> there were. Uh, it was, this was back in oh, like 1986 or whatever. Oh, well, there were computers, but certainly not. You couldn't jump on Google and look stuff up like you can now. But the Polish dill pickled beef it took hours to cook probably four hours or so to cook on a stove so we we go from soups and and you know you're feel free to look up recipes and experiment because mm-hmm. they're all going to be different uh, and you'll never get soups that taste the same now um let's talk about stews for a little bit they're they're different from soups because inevitably they're thicker mm-hmm. just made uh Beef stew didn't have any. <laughs> you're probably going to cringe at this, but I didn't have any. I didn't have any stew meat. Um, so I took a couple of filet mignons and cut them up. Now, this, <laughs> now I, beef is very today as we're talking um, in 2015 um, is very expensive. So um, I used to use like. A, uh, never used stew meat much because I found it to either be too big for my liking or not just, I'm kind of, uh, it's not that I'm fussy really, but I kind of, I guess, like to cut my food, you know, like cut my vegetables, cut my cut my beef. Um, oh, because stew beef comes in hunks. Yeah, they're big hunks. But actually, for somebody that's not used to cutting a whole big mm-hmm. uh, slab of it, yeah. stew beef might be a good place to start. It might because be. Because you could... You could take those hunks and think of cutting them in half, and then you, or you could cut them in thirds, mm-hmm. and you know, there you go. That's a good way go. to feel what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you know. Mm-hmm. So in a stew, um, what I do, and I don't know, people might do this a little bit differently, but again, um, we were talking about dredges. Was it a day? Oh, mm-hmm. a day a ago. Weeks ago, a week, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so use your um, make week. make sure you cut your vegetables up, your meat up rather, and um, run run them through a dredge and brown them first. That's what I do when I make a stew. Mm-hmm. And while I'm doing that, now remember we're we're experienced, so we're used to doing this stuff. Um, while our meat's cooking on the stove or browning in the pressure cooker or whatever, uh, we are cutting up vegetables on the side because we just don't have time to not do that. I, you know, um, so I don't, I don't buy pre-cut anything. I don't, um, I certainly don't like frozen vegetables for stew. So I get out, I've got a, my favorite knives are, are, and this is just me, my, personal preference i like i take a rocker knife a big rocker knife and cut my vegetables that way but with a rocker knife you have to be careful of your fingers yeah okay so is it rocker because of it how it is on the tip it keeps it's a it's a bigger uh, knife a bigger uh, knife and um uh the tang goes through the handle you know um what do you know what i mean by that by a rocker knife? No, by by the word tang. No, not in terms of a knife. It just no. means that the 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 metal goes right up. Uh, starts at the end of the at the end of the handle. It, it just goes right in. It's not like riveted in or whatever. It just is uh, a real solid fit to the 
to the knife. In other words, if you if you work with it long and hard enough, it will not break. It's a, it's just a good sturdy oh, okay. fitting. I like a chef knife blade. a lot of times. I do too. Yeah, stuff. I do too. And that's a much wider knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I cut my vegetables up into nice. I don't like little little tiny vegetables. I just like a nice good size vegetable. Yeah. I personally prefer not to be real picky about everything being the same size, but I know a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's okay too. I'm and not either, but I I t- some things I don't mind frozen vegetables in like I was saying, and mm-hmm. some things I want fresh and I don't like to buy cut up fresh vegetables. Mm-mm. My roommate likes to, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Even for salad, I oh, don't, I don't really either. like it. Mm-mm. Yeah. And <clears throat> once that's once that's all once they're all chopped, um, then you just add them to your pan and add a. Oh, there's so many different ways of stew. As I've had lamb stew, beef stew, uh, uh, venison stew, and I'm not a big fan of venison, but that's Mm-mm. just personal preference. Me either. Um, lamb stew is just to die for, though. Mm. I love lamb, and oh. people either like it or they don't. I know it. Um, now, with your stews. Um, you cook them like soups, basically. Only don't don't add as much water, mm-hmm. uh, and you want to uh, be mindful of them. Keep an eye on them to not burn. So stir them all the time, and when they're so di- the dredge is adding to your gravy. Well, uh, uh, yeah, and it, well, mostly it adds to flavor. It just flavors okay. everything. It just flavors your stew. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as I was going to just say, when the, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just going to say, um, you you want to make a gravy out of um, flour and water and mm-hmm. I, and I don't mean a, a cup of flour either I mean I I just make up a real like a thinner paste of flour maybe quarter cup of flour maybe something like that maybe half uh, with some water mix it up really good and add it to my stock when I'm done and stir everything through and you want to cook it oh I don't know maybe f- five minutes because if you don't it's going to taste raw you won't have good stew and then it comes out lovely and you can add parsnips and rutabaga and onion and potato and carrot and oh what else what other whatever you like for vegetables really my grandma used to cook um a huge pot of beef stew but she she got her meat straight from well she was a farmer you know so it was natural to just go and into the freezer and take out a huge soup bone and cook that for hours and Mm. there would be extra meat on that bone uh she cut a lot of it off for the soup but then we'd after the flavoring was all in it from the from the vegetables she would pull it out and we would slice that uh for sandwiches but we would put these white radishes on these sandwiches Mm. along with some a hot horseradish, a creamy oh, and creamy horseradish, yum. depending on what you like, on those sandwiches. And so, mm. if, you know, if if you can afford extra beef, which I don't know as I would be able to do that, but if you're in the mind to do that, you can save that meat out for some sandwiches and your super stews for later, depending on what you like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you do your stews? About the same. I really haven't done a lot of stew. Okay. Well, that's um, how you do I used to them. make some crock pot things. There mm-hmm. was a no-peak beef that I used to make in the mm-hmm. crock pot that had uh, onion soup and mushrooms and wine and beef and like a almost maybe like a beef bourguignon. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, And I love beef stroganoff. I make that a lot. If you have never 
uh, cooked beef stroganoff in a pressure cooker, I'm betting. No, I haven't. I haven't uh, done I knew I knew the answer to that one. <laughs> there is nothing in this world better than a pressure cooker mm-hmm. full of beef stroganoff. Oh, my, my God. Goodness. Oh, and over some good pasta. Yeah. Um, it's oh. just delicious, the mushrooms and sour cream. And mm. and the, the reason we're mentioning this is because it's not a soup, but it's kind of. Kind of. Kind of. And kinda I, is. that's where I use yogurt instead of sour cream, mm-hmm. and that helps, you know. But getting back to the, the dredge, when you dredge your uh, meat and you brown it first, that really did, you know, you use such a little dredge, your flour mixture, that mostly, you know, what you're doing is uh, flavoring your meat and the smell of it and the the texture uh, um, is a little bit different than if you just throw your meat in without without browning it first for a stew. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's why. it's just It, it just rounds everything out. I have made like uh, I don't know, hundreds of gallons of stew. I'm sure. Um, oh, now some people like tomato juice based for stews, and like I'm talking about like V8 type. Yeah. Uh, hmm. So some people like that. They add like about maybe half a can, and drink of the little can or the bigger can. The bigger can. Okay. Um, to to the to the stew base instead of more uh, of a water liquid they it's a more of a mm-hmm. tomatoey base too and then you <laughs> make bloody marys with the other <laughs> with the other half and then there are soups that you can i haven't really made many cream soups but um i know they're really good have you made yeah them? i mean i i i remember that i used to and i don't remember how i did it but i used to make a broccoli cheese soup and i used to use there was some kind of cup of soup that I used as the base, but I know that I have a, I know somewhere around here I have an emerald recipe for broccoli cheddar soup, broccoli cheese soup, and really um, it, I think, amounts to making a soup base maybe with like a bouillon and then taking your broccoli and... Uh, you know, you could uh, just boil that into the bouillon base with water. And then um, you could puree some of it and, you know, have your seasonings in it. And also just um, put a whole bunch of grated cheese in it. And that probably pretty much would do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds really good. Um, what I have done, now that I've got my Vitamix, is make... Um, this wonderful bacon <laughs> and uh, potato soup. And you use, um, you can use cream for that. And basically any kind of, oh, like rotisserie chicken, you don't want to put it in raw. Mm-hmm. But you use uh, rotisserie chicken and potato. And then you set your Vitamix on on high and let it go for seven minutes. Mm. And it comes out hot because it moves around so fast inside the mm-hmm. the container that it uh, it actually heats to one hundred and ninety. What is it? Seven degrees, something mm. like that. And you can do that in your blend tech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the very end, you have it. You put your speed on, say speed two. Throw in some crumbled up bacon and one baked potato that's been 
you know, left in your fridge overnight or whatever. Just, you know, the, the leftover. And that creams everything up and adds bacon flavor to the rest of your potato cream-based soup that you make. And um, you add rosemary and thyme and some other se seasonings in there. And, man, I want to tell you, that is some good mm. soup. Oh, that does sound really good. It sounds simple, but a simple it doesn't have to be hard. Really, that's so, so. another thing that's so true is a lot of things that taste really good don't have to be hard. And mm -hmm. I love to make vichyssoise in the summertime. Now, that's a cold soup, but it's it's a potato soup, but it's it's cold. And, um, oh, man, it's a lot like that potato soup, but it has cream in it. And it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's one of those like... Uh, well, we'll just pretend this has this is low calorie. Now, if you're uh, hearing all these alerts going in here, I just want to yeah. tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that we have been under a flood watch for mm -hmm. two days, and you're hearing all sorts of alerts. And gosh, I won't probably won't be able to <laughs> edit all of them out. So, yeah, no, I wondered. I figured that was more of what you were getting. Um, and some people in the summertime like gazpacho. I don't care for gazpacho. Do you like it with the cucumber? Yeah. Um, not as much. Yeah. Some people love it, but I've made it twice and both times kind of went, mm, no, not for me. I'd rather eat a salad, I think, than... Yeah, me too. And I'd rather have vichyssoise. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm. No, um, not to plug a certain restaurant, but there is one that serves soups and salad and breadsticks. And it's a famous... Oh. Uh, Yes, you know the bottomless which salad. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh -huh. which yeah. Olive Garden. The Olive Garden. And yeah. that's a very good uh, alternative to go and have a huge, having a huge meal. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's less expensive, and it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so you can really have, you can, or you could, you could, you know, split the soup and salad and then maybe get an appetizer and split that or something and i mean there are a lot of ways to do it mm -hmm. it's really nice and people don't mind if you just order hors d'oeuvres or soups or go in and have a, a cup of soup they just want to get you in there they don't care what you order oh the soup and salad uh is an actual you know lunch yep. entree yep it is know? well you have been busy with this weather i mean that's just how many tubs of water have you cleared out now um, well, when I got up this morning, um, our sump pump is not working. So we pulled, uh, we have a mechanical pump that we rigged up and, and so we pull water, uh, when we get up in the morning and <laughs> you're talking about 18, 30 gallon tubs of water out of the ground. And you had asked me a question that I didn't, never answered you. Um, the water table is so high here, and that's why there's so much water. And no, it's it's not leaking. It's uh, there's just that much water in the ground that it has to be pulled out. Otherwise, it'll come through the walls. Oh, yeah. The basement. The so basement. Who's doing the picking up of the gallons, jugs, and no, no, you? nope. It's it's not that. It, I wouldn't be doing the show if I had to be doing that. But it is a hose that drains into the wash tub from the mm. pump that pulls the water out. So that drains into the main sewer line, and um, it takes about maybe three minutes per per load. So you're talking about three times eighteen, uh, about well, about fifty five zero minutes. Just a little under an hour to pump all that water out. Mm. It's wow. yeah. And then today, speaking of foods, 
Uh, we made uh, beef stew. That was uh, one of the first things that we did. Then I made some Asian chicken. Not Asian. Um, Asian. <laughs> Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna edit that out there because it was <laughs> Cajun chicken wing, uh, chicken legs, in the air fryer. And oh, so, you said you made Asian earlier, so you made Cajun or Asian? I did make Asian. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know why I'm saying Cajun. Well, originally the chicken legs were supposed to be Cajun, but they weren't. They were plain. They were mislabeled. Okay. So we did make non-Cajun wings out of legs, um, but they were Asian style um, with, mm -hmm. you know, seasoning and stuff in the air fryer. Mm -hmm. Took about 17 minutes in the air fryer. And I still say, guys, uh, this is off the soup topic, but boy, the air fryer is a good good thing to have. Oh, it's so wonderful. <sighs> oh, my goodness. And then, I made homemade fries in it again last week. and Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's usually a main staple. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to tell you guys publicly and i shouldn't be doing this but uh, two humans ate six <laughs> six potatoes uh that were made into fries um uh, along with something i don't remember what we had now but i they're, they're that good and you don't have to feel guilty about them because there's only a tablespoon of oil in the in the mix that's it so. yeah i mean it's just enough oil just a tiny tiny bit on them mm -hmm. and before it goes in you know coating them and right and some good sea salt, and oh. wow, that's it. Oh, well, they're that's good. That's it, you know? Debbie and I were in constant communication one day when we, you guys were having a meal. I was, I was cooking that day, too. Was it a holiday? Oh, it was Labor Day, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, and Labor Day. we were talking mm -hmm. about the dishes that we were preparing. Mm -hmm. She'd ask me a question, I'd answer, and we would kick it back and forth, and finally the the unveiling came in, and didn't you say you, you did the same thing I did going back to the oven that were they were in keep warm? Oh, yeah. The first load was done and yeah. in the oven. The second load was in the fryer, and I kept going to the oven and getting a few out and giving one to whoever else was in the room mm -hmm. and then eating. Oh, yeah. That mm -hmm. was when they were the best because mm -hmm. once they started to cool off, it wasn't quite the same, and they cool off fast. They do, and regular fries are the same way. I don't like mm -hmm. a cold fry. Um, I just don't, I don't like heated up fries, but oh, those fries are good. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we have several ways you can contact us. If you're nutty enough, email us, hazelnuts at acbradio.org. Leave voicemail on our comment line, 206-350-8763, or on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. Hey, Randy, can you believe they want to contact us? <laughs> so there's your soups and your stews. There you go. And there's so much good stuff, and there's so many recipes out there. I've seen soup cookbooks on on Bookshare and through Bard, and I just go to the internet all the time. There is so many great cookbooks out there, as uh, Debbie was saying. I will come back in here during maybe a sound bite, bite, bite. I think that's what I'll do. Or did you do a sound bite last time? No, did I? I did last time. You it's did last your time. Turn. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back with the cookbook name okay. uh, this time for the sound bite, bite, bite. All right, and tell you that. Uh, this cookbook, it's called Eat More What You Love. That's what it is. And I don't mm. remember the author, but I'll come back with that and tell you. Okay. But we made this wonderful soup that um, it's a um, Mexican-style soup with actual real cornmeal in it. 
Mm. Uh, mm. And it is so good. And she says you can eat, I think, three quarters of a cup of it. I eat like one and a half cups. That's so good. I want to make uh, chicken tortilla soup. I've not made that. And I haven't liked it everywhere I've had it. Some of it's too hot. But I've had good chicken tor- tortilla soup that I've really liked. Well, this is a chicken tortilla soup that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know it, if I'd like cornbread, cornmeal in it, though. It's um, not like you think. It's not a huge amount. It, it's enough just to where it flavors it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not clumps of it. I mean, you wouldn't know it. Yeah. And it uses a uh, uses Rotel. Do you know what Rotel is? No. I think I've heard of it, but I don't know. Rotel, is, all it is is tomatoes and spices. Okay. And you can get it milder, hotter, extra hot. And Have the, you ever had a soup that was in a bread? Bowl? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> We're going to probably tie it off with this one. Perkins makes excellent um, soups in a bowl, a bread bowl. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think. There's somebody else. I th- It might be Panera that does. Panera Bread, I think, makes um, a soup in a bread bowl. Mm-hmm. Yum. Mm. Uh, Not that I'm eating so much of it these days, but I have had it once a long time ago. I had it. Oh, you eat the whole thing. You cannot be delicate when you are... Eating that, I don't know how one manages not to just rip the bread to pieces with a soup all over and just eat it. I, that's well, what I, I do. What, what I do when it's you know, I just eat it till it's pretty well gone, and then I then I take it in hunks and yeah, eat it. Yeah, that's what I do too. Sure. I don't care, care if people look at me or not. What's he doing? Well, I don't uh, know what else anybody would do. I, I don't mean, either. Gonna, how how weird it would be to deal with fork and knife. I well, don't I, think so. I don't do it that way at all. Mm-mm. So. That's it. Yeah. It seems like there was something from last week that I wanted to say, and I don't know what it was. But anyway, always happy to hear from all of you, any of you who tweet and write, and um, happy to happy to know you're out there. Glad you're listening. Glad you're enjoying, and happy cooking. Oh, yeah, and it's so great to hear you guys um, coming in whatever way that you do, either by phone, email, tweeting, just like she was saying, and... Uh, let us know you're out there and listening. If you have any suggestions, um, feel free to call our comment line, and uh, yeah. we'll we'll get you on or get the recipe in. Glad to hear from you. Glad to hear from you. Yes. All right. So have a good week, and and here's Randy with the sound bite. <laughs> bite, bite, bite. <laughs> bite, bite, bite. <laughs> Now it's time for sound bite, bite, bite. Yeah. <laughs> bite, bite, bite. Here are the series of books I was telling you about. They're the Eat What You Love series of books. The books are low-cal and low-carb. You will never know it. They are so good. Every chance I get, chicken enchilada soups are made the most out of that book. As far as I'm concerned, they're just incredible. The series of books are written by Marlene Cook, K-O-C-H. The books came from Bookshare.org. I know of no other way to get these books. I have not found them in audio. Thank you for listening to Soundbite. How would you like to submit a recipe to us? Just tell us the recipe you'd like to submit on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. That's A-C-B 
Hazelnuts. H-A-Z-E-L-N-U-T-S. Do you have a suggestion for the show? Just tweet us. Before we end the show, I'd like to talk to you about a favorite of ours that we have every so often. It's really easy and really quite good. We call it survival soup. That's because most of the ingredients, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, come from cans. And you're probably thinking, oh, that can't be good. I think if you guys give it a try, you may just surprise yourself and make it every so often. The only thing that doesn't come from cans is a chicken. What's needed is a chicken cooked first, like a rotisserie chicken that you get from a store. Or you can certainly roast a chicken, boil a chicken, so you could even smoke a chicken if you are an advanced cook, or you could open a can of chicken. They actually have whole chickens that you can buy in a can in gravy if you prefer. Uh, or they have canned pieces of chicken. To start off, you'll need your chicken deboned. Take the skin off. Basically, you need two cups of chopped cooked chicken. Get ready because you're going to need your can opener. You'll need a pot. You'll need a stirring implement of some kind. And here are the ingredients. One onion, chopped, a garlic clove, chopped. And remember, garlic is optional. You can either use it or not. And when I say one, you can use one or two. It doesn't matter. One tablespoon of olive oil. One can of black beans. You want to drain and rinse your black beans. One can of refried beans. Any brand, low-fat, regular, hot, mild. One can of chicken broth. One 14-ounce can of diced tomatoes. One can of corn drained, and you want to use whole kernel. You can also add one teaspoon of cumin if you wish. Saute your onions and garlic. We've never really talked about sauteing. Basically, you put your onions and garlic into some olive oil that's heated on the stove. And you want to get those onions to sweat. And basically, you want to put your onions in first and saute them three or four minutes and you want a medium heat and you got to be careful when you add your garlic you want the garlic to cook too long because garlic will burn i'd say two minutes add your chicken broth chicken corn and beans and your tomatoes stir it all together and simmer it for about 20 minutes covered and garnish with a little cilantro if you choose and bon appetit get ready for some survival soup it's Mm-mm, good. I think I can say that. <laughs> well, we've made it through show number 11, didn't we? Did you make it to the end along with us? I certainly hope so. Next week, we're going to be talking about substitutions. If you run out of something, can you add something and not make it taste terrible? Stay tuned and you'll find out. Wow. You think we can do that, Debbie? Oh, man. I thought so. See you next week. Substitutions and general chatter about food and how to work with it. It's called cooking. I mean, after all, that's what the show is about. <clears throat> See ya. Bye. So have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>